Hey folks, it's great to be back with you. In my last message, I actually spoke about lots of words flying around and maybe some of the healthy ways to process those. So uh, if you didn't see that message, you should get a hold of it. I, I guess when there's lots of words flying around, you can say there's generally lots of feelings flying around as well. So I thought that would be a good topic to tackle right now. So I'd like to speak to us just for a few minutes. So I hope this is going to be helpful for us about what to do with our feelings. And I want to go to the Apostle Paul, uh, again, using some of his uh, scripture. And he, of course, paid a really high price for his faith. And yet you consistently see Paul coming through the most difficult of circumstances uh, with a great attitude, with a faith-filled heart, and so he's a great model and a great, uh, a, a great practitioner of the principles that I want to bring out right now. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, uh, Scripture says, We do not want you to be uninformed. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. And he says, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we'd received the sentence of death. Really strong words. And then he says, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. And uh, I think this is an amazing passage of scripture. And it's it's several concepts, I think, that all work together. There's several things unfolding here and I want to pull them apart because I think we'll find some help in them. Their trouble was producing feelings, that's pretty normal, that demanded they processed their situation and chose the way that they would look at the troubles that they were in at that time. And so this could be helpful for us. Here we go. Um, first thing Paul says is we do not want you to be uninformed. So I'd give you a key right here. It's okay to talk about the challenges you face. Paul's saying, we didn't want you to be uninformed. We've just been through it, man. And we want you to know about that. And uh, a problem shared, I guess, it's an old saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. But but here's the warning in this. uh, Beware that you don't dump. And as soon as you say, you know, share your challenges, but don't dump, it's like, well, what's the difference with that? I think you can see the difference in this passage. The difference is being committed to get out the other side of your challenges. When you're dumping, it's like going from place to place, uh, but not interested in taking responsibility for change that might need to occur even within you. If I could put it this way, it's like just burning words for effect. Um, some of us might remember the mighty F-111 jets that used to do the river fire down in Brisbane. And uh, the culmination of the show was basically these pilots doing what they call a dump and burn. And that's where they just dump a whole heap of jet fuel behind the plane. It would ignite off the, the tailpipe of the exhaust. And uh, you see this great big flaming streak go through the sky. Uh, but in that scenario, at, a, at an air show or, or their part of the show, uh, it really didn't produce anything. It was all about the effect. And I think we need to be careful of dumping and burning on people when we just 
share our challenges for the effect that it either creates or for, to, you know, to try and uh, elicit a response for them from them, maybe, you know, self-pity, uh, you know, to join our own self-pity. It's sort of like spreading the love in the worst of ways, and we need to avoid doing that. So here's the key in it. Talk about your challenges as if you're determined to get through them, and that'll stop you d- dumping on people. Uh, here's the next thought uh, where Paul actually talks about what he was feeling and what, well, actually, it's more than Paul. It's a group of ministers that went through these trials together. And he says, we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. They are in a dark spot. Indeed, we felt we'd received the sentence of death. And uh, uh, this is the second point I think will be helpful for us. It's okay to talk about the way you feel. It's okay to talk about your challenges. It's okay to talk about the way you feel. It's healthy. It's necessary. Uh, and they were about as low as you could go. Even feeling like the shadow of death was was hovering over them. I mean, if you think about it, talk about feelings to talk about. They had really serious stuff to, to sort of let out and to process. Um, and I think that in some small way, some people may be feeling a little bit that way now, almost under the shadow of, of death in a sense of the health issue or uh, financial things that are shifting and changing. And so I think you can relate in part to what they're feeling. For these guys, it was very physical and very literal. Um, so it's okay to talk about how you really feel. Here's the proviso. Only if you really want support, only if you really want it. Again, don't dump. Don't host a pity party uh, to celebrate your own misery. Don't do that to people. Don't pull on them emotionally that way. Be prepared for suggestions. Be prepared even for corrections and advice because that's an indicator that, hey, I'm not just dumping and burning here. I'm actually reaching out and would appreciate some help right now. Um, so here's the key. Talk about your feelings with the determination to get to a better place. And, uh, and I think that's a healthy way of sharing our feelings. Uh, so the next passage of scripture, Paul says this, and he's starting to process this. You can, you can sense him processing and getting a picture of how God fits in this. It says, this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Man, you've got to love Paul. You've got to love his optimism in all of this. One minute he's talking about feeling like he's under the shadow of death and the next he can see how God could use this circumstance that he's in. And, and this is the key, I think. The point I want to make is it's okay to see or to work out how God fits in the picture. It's okay to put God in a difficult picture. God's a lot more comfortable with that than what we sometimes are because I think people react at times with two extremes. They, you know, I think for some believers, when they're faced with difficult circumstances, they try and explain God out of the picture because they don't want him to be held culpable in any way. 
and then of course we have a, a, a largely unbelieving world around us and often it loves to revel in blaming everything on God. You've got these two extremes and yet I think God is quite comfortable in the middle of pain. He comes and, and the whole purpose of Jesus coming was to walk with us uh, as humanity with humanity experiencing all of the troubles and the pain that we do. God's comfortable in this space. Um, so right here, Paul and his companions had a choice. Do we despair or do we grasp this as an opportunity to depend on God? And I think that's a choice right now a lot of us could be facing. They chose the latter, recognising that if God could raise the dead, surely he could raise their spirits. That's literally what Paul is saying. We saw, we chose to depend on a God who can even raise the dead if he had to. And, uh, and I think that is a brilliant faith outlook. Here's the key. It's our ability to see God in the situation with us and it ignites the hope that we need to come through it stronger than ever. If you can put God in that frame with you, Instead of holding him out or holding him to blame, but if you can hold his hand through it, then hope will ignite that gets you out the other side stronger than ever. Uh, Here's the bottom line, I think, in all of this, and that is it's okay to choose your attitude. When I look at the way Paul has processed that, from his circumstances to his feelings to seeing God, choosing to see God uh, at work in it and somehow doing something in them, Uh, he's choosing his attitude. It's okay to choose your attitude. We always have a choice when it comes to our attitude. And the fact is, tough times often forces that issue. It brings out what's really in us in easier times. Tough times tend to reveal. They don't change us. They reveal who we really are. Are we going to get better or are we going to get bitter? When circumstances heat up, your true substance is actually revealed. For example, you know, if you boil a potato, it gets softer and yummier, I'd have to say. Um, and, and that's because of the substance of potato. But if you throw an egg in the exact same boiling water, then the longer you boil it, the harder it's going to get. And it is all because of the substance that it started with. So, you know, what are you going to give God to work with? You, you, I think we've got a choice. What substance we present in a situation or in, in a uh, in a time, in a season such as this. Uh, some people soften and they reach a happy place and they come through it stronger than ever. Some people harden and become bitter and uh, and resentful and that's a really, really sad way to end. So this is all about choosing your attitude. Attitude will determine how you experience the current season. So I want to encourage you, don't allow yourself to be driven by fear or resentment. You know, determine to talk about your challenges, determine to talk about and share your feelings, you know, with a, with a determination to get through them and to get help through them. And also, you know, determine to find where God fits in all of this for you. And then choose an attitude that will lift you and bring you through having grown as a person Uh, someone whose faith-filled attitude is a blessing to all that they encounter. I think that's a choice that we all have. So just a few questions maybe to help us uh, drill down on this in our own thoughts and our own thinking. Um, 
Here we go. Have I consciously determined I will come through this challenge or am I still trapped by fear of what may happen? Have I consciously determined I'm coming through this or are we still sort of somewhere back there bouncing off the walls with, uh, with you know, the comments and the attitudes, the opinions that are often out there? The second question is, when I talk about my feelings, is it with the intent to get to a happier place internally or just a dump and burn? And and I think there's a genuine um, self-assessment we need to do. We need to be self-aware in that space right there and determine, you know, why am I sharing my feelings when I'm sharing them and with who I'm sharing them? Am I genuinely looking for, uh, you know, to come out of this stronger and to learn how to cope better, to to equip myself as I come through it? Or, or am I really just dumping and burning for effect? And I think that's a good question to ask ourselves. Uh, the third question is, can you include God in the current picture? Can you see him in that? Can you see him in the frame with you? Uh, because I, I want to tell you, if you can do that, that will ignite the hope you need to come through it strong. Uh, and the last question, will you choose a great attitude? Just straight out. It is a choice, my friend. Choose to see how you would come through this stronger and more resilient than ever. Yep. That's uh, that's the way that we choose our attitude and go, right, if this is all unfolding and we're all part of it, we're all going through this season together, then um, how am I going to view it? Am I going to see God in it? Am I determined to come through it stronger mm. than ever? So I think those are questions that are helpful for us. And of course, um, I really want to invite you to, to stay back, hang out in the cafe space that we've created on the Facebook page right now. And for the next 10 minutes or so, as long as the conversation is going, we're going to have some, uh, some great people there, some of the pastors and leaders. And of course, some of your friends will be there as well and really invite you to talk about how this has spoken to you. Maybe one key point that really meant something to you, that was helpful to you, or possibly the questions as they were presented. I want to invite you to do that. So I want to pray for us, if we could, just before we, we go there. Great. So, Father, I, I just pray for us in this season that we'd learn how to uh, process our feelings. We'd, we'd know what to do with our feelings that is uh, healthy, that we can manage our feelings and therefore manage our whole experience of life. Help us, Father, to choose a, an attitude that sees you in the picture and believes that we'll come through this stronger than ever as people. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thanks for being with us.